Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, welcome. Hey everyone, how's it going? <laughs> welcome to Pardon the Intermission here. We're... Uh, this is Eric. And I'm Jason. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And yes, please make sure you uh, like, subscribe, and give us a review. It does help us out for sure. So. Absolutely, it helps us out. And you know what? If there's a comment button down there and you want us to talk about something in specific that's related to film, television, pop culture, whatever, let us know and we'll be more than happy to commiserate about yes, it. Yes, for sure, for sure. Hey, um, so this week uh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to start off with a little movie review. Now, yes. Yes. Now, I'm disappointed. I didn't get to see it. I yep. know we were going to go and watch this, yep. and unfortunately, I couldn't make it. Yeah. But you went and saw... I went and saw Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Boom. So, um, what did you think? Okay, well, let me first set up my review by just saying this. Okay, okay. I went to this film thinking, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, Taika Waititi. Thor Ragnarok was amazing. Okay. This one's got to be equally amazing, right? Okay. No way. Okay. On the 10-star scale, it rates about a five. So I, I will say I was rather disappointed with Thor Love and Thunder. Crash and burn, huh? Not entirely crash and burn. Okay. Um, I would I would say the best comparison of Thor Love and Thunder, Eric, is it's a cross between Mad Magazine and Saturday Night Live. Mm, too jokey? It, very, very jokey. It was heavy on the ridiculous humor. Uh, there okay. were a lot of ridiculous one-liners that would make even Arnold Schwarzenegger blush. Um, it just, it didn't have the, the cohesiveness in the plot line that Ragnarok had. Hmm. It was really kind of all over the place. And for, for I'm not even going to tell you about the screaming goats because that's just, uh-huh. yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, yes, there are screaming goats in this movie, but you'll, <laughs> they're not the ones you're thinking of. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I will say this. I, I think obviously visually it was very well done. MCU mm-hmm. does a great job visually with their films, but it just, okay. What they were trying to do was trying to find a way to continue the Thor story while at the same time, make Jane Foster relevant okay. by making her the female Thor, which in the comic books, diehard comic fans know that Jane Foster eventually becomes female Thor. And some okay. of the more newer, uh, and by newer, I mean like within the last 10 to 15 years, I believe, Jane Foster Thor comics were were pretty prevalent. Now, do they do but, do uh, does Thor and female Thor kind of exist together in the universe in these comics or no? Um, yes, they do. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like a transition of power, so to speak, or like a transition of one character to another. So they're yeah. kind of phasing out regular Thor, and then the female Thor is kind of taking over. That's kinda? kind of what I thought too, but okay. that's not how it turned out in the film. Okay. Um, it, at least in a certain, from a certain aspect. Okay. But um, um, yeah. Just, before we go on, yeah. there may be spoilers, uh, there, audience. Yeah, so. that's right. Sorry, guys. There may be spoilers. <laughs> there may be spoilers. Yeah. Listen, I, I think from the, you know, going on in the future, we'll probably continually say that, but you yeah. know, just plan on being probably <clears throat> some spoilers <clears throat> when right. we're talking about right. it. Maybe at some point we'll do yeah. non-spoiler reviews or something, you yeah. know, but yeah, but there may be spoilers in here. Anyway, go ahead. 
So yeah, anyway, so the plot hinges around the the main antagonist in the film is a character named Gore the God Butcher, who is portrayed by Christian Bale. Yes, that Christian Bale who played Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman in the yeah. Dark Knight trilogy. We'll get to that later. Did he have to lose weight for this one, or is uh, he pretty looked, buffed? Or? You know what? He did not look buff. <laughs> it looked like he had to get real pull skin for this one. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, what the character is like in the uh, comics, too. Ah, okay. So okay. The, plot, the plot centers around Gore the God Butcher, and the way the film is set up is it opens with him like in a desert area or, or actually a jungle area with his daughter and his daughter is dying and he's trying to find a way to, to save her life. And because okay. he worships this particular God, he takes her to this God and he expects him to like magically cure her. Well, the God comes out and tells Gore that he's just ridiculous. You blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't be believing in gods or whatever. And so then Gore takes the sword uh, this sword that can kill any god and slays the god that he was praying to. And so he denounces his religion, denounces the god that he okay. was worshiping for allowing his daughter to die. Now, um, yes. Now, is this in the comic books? Is this the same type of storyline in the comic books no, with it's, this character? No, it's a little bit different. The, okay. char- the character in the comics had a lot more emotional weight than this, than this character did. Um, Christian Bale portrayed him rather whimsically, which to, uh, f- in some parts he did. But um, at any rate, getting back into the film, so now that Gore has devoted his life to killing every single god, mm-hmm. Thor's mission is to find Gore and basically prevent him from killing all the gods, Thor, okay, yeah. Thor included. And so that's where Jane Foster's role comes in is because she plays female Thor. Okay. Gore is really powerful. Thor can't whoop his butt on his own, so he enlists... Or I should say Jane Foster tracks him down to help him whoop Gore's butt. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I just felt the plot was really all over the place. All and, right. you know, it, it had a it had a kick-butt soundtrack, Guns N' Roses and Dio mm. and stuff like that, which was awesome. But I just really felt, Eric, that walking out of this film, I said to, I said to myself, this is kind of a perfect example of, of an MCU... Um, MCU fandom drain. Like, you get, mm. you get so excited, like... With the films that led up to Infinity War, the Infinity films, we were all geeked about them because we knew what to expect. Yeah. Well, in these films and TV shows that are coming out in Phase 4, we don't know what to expect. And I think that's why sometimes we come out feeling disappointed. But at least with this film, yeah, it just... Okay, direct to streaming for me. Wow. (laughs) What I should have done. That's a shock. Well, you know, I, I... This thing really didn't get, as far as other reviews, too, I don't think it's getting very good, right? I think Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have it listed. The critical review is really down. Critical it. reviews are down. Rotten Tomatoes gave it, I think, a four and a half. And here's uh, the thing with, the, well, I'm sorry, what was the director's name? Uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, I, yeah. You know, a lot of stuff he does is, is, is good, but he has to be careful, I think, because just what you said about <laughs> it's too jokey. I think sometimes, you know, some of the stuff can be too jokey with yeah. him. Yeah. yeah and it, it was like, um, he did that movie, uh, didn't he do that movie Free Guy, or was he just in it did he direct that uh, he was in the film he didn't direct that one though i don't think so no i th- well actually you know what he might have i yeah. think he did direct it but now that jo- now that one was pretty jokey but it kind of fit the film right it, yeah it, it fit the film and, um, and thor what you said you know ragnarok i liked but i think ragnarok also kind of teetered also to almost be too jokey you know um Checking it out. Is it? See, we're Googling it right now. Yeah, right. I'm going to see. Let's see. Free Guy. The director of that was Sean Levy. Oh, sorry. Okay. okay. That's all right. No worries. No, sorry. But but anyway, um, but still the point being that I think sometimes some of his stuff can be a little too jokey, but, you know. Right. Yeah, it, it can be. And look, I, I know what they were trying to do with it. It's just that they didn't do a very good job of it. 
And this is not going to be the last Thor film either. There will be a fifth Thor film eventually <laughs> down the line. So it's making me wonder, okay, great. What do they have in store for us now? Well, do you think people are just burned out on the character? I mean, okay, because we know from that, this is no spoiler. Like, I mean, you can watch the previews and see. I mean, th- Thor is trying to find himself. It's yep. like, again? Yeah. You're trying to find yourself again? Yeah. I think what people, I, I never read the comics, and I'm just coming okay. from, from a strictly movie perspective here. Yeah. At some point, you want Thor to kind of like, grow up and take the role that he should take right Right, you think but i don't know the character so maybe in the comics he never does and maybe they're sticking with that uh is that is is that true or not true with with the the character thor in the comics Mm, i would say i would say it's true to an extent uh and and the thing about he doesn't he never quite grows up he never takes that role or well uh, kind of yeah here's the thing here's the thing about and this is where we have to be really careful in comparing comic books with movies because thor like any other pop popular culture character in comics whether it's superman batman spider-man He's been interpreted differently throughout the years by many different writers, many different artists. Okay, yeah. When he started off, at, when he first started off, he was uh, his AK, his alter ego was Donald Blake, who was not originally worthy enough to be Thor, but then eventually became Thor. And uh, over the years, the character has evolved, and Thor became, I think, kind of an anti-hero almost to extent in the mm. comics. Where he got, there were a couple of storylines set up for him that put him in a position to have to choose between being the good guy and the bad guy. Okay, interesting. You know? So, and but in the film version now of Thor, what I've been taken away from it is that, like you just alluded to, Eric, he is on kind of like a journey just to just to find peace, but find meaning as well. Okay, he knows he doesn't want to be the king of Asgard. Well, there's no Asgard left to be king of anyway, except for New Asgard, and he doesn't want to be king of that either. So, but in, in this film, it's like the transition from having been such a burnout and having felt like such a failure losing to Thanos the first time. This is kind of the film where he's like supposedly at peace now and he's all cool now. It's kind of like, you know, just on a little, on a little cloud, you know, floating yeah. in the sky and then Gore comes down to mess everything up. And so he realizes he has to get badass again, but, um, this, let me ask you this: uh, yeah. that what you alluded to in the comics about him having to kind of, you know, choose between being bad and being good. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds. Did, did it play through at all in this movie at all? No. See, I mean, no. that would sound interesting to me. That would be more interesting to have yeah. that kind of, you know, character played out because. For me, it's the same way, man. The way you're talking about, it, I'm kind of getting really bummed. I may not even stream it, man. I don't know. Sorry. Well, no, and no, but that's what I want. We we want <laughs> right, to do the right, honest right, right, review right. here, yeah, you know, yeah, at least yeah. as far as our opinion goes. Yeah. And um, you know, it's kind of like I, like I say, you know, I'm kind of tired of seeing. It's coming from the place where I'm tired of seeing Thor mm-hmm. find himself. I'm like, dude, you've already found yourself in these other movies. Let's kind of move on to something else. I mean, pick something. Pick pick a path. Pick. And- Let's go. Yeah, you know. and, and in this one, he is also trying to find the love that he had for Jane Foster. Mm. And he finds it. And With her again? With her again, okay. yes. Uh, yeah, he, he finds it with her. So that's, that's another part of his character from the films that we never saw resolved was, okay, after Thor Dark World, the Dark World, that's it. Jane wasn't written into any of the other subsequent yeah. storylines in the uh, Avengers films or any of the other standalone films. Which like, I thought was kind of odd, know. to be honest. You know what? I didn't. Because, really? I mean, when you look at the greater the greater sum of the MCU, obviously they were just focusing on the big ones. Captain yeah. America, Iron There's Man, There's a lot going Thor, on Hulk. there. And so in the grand scheme of things, where does Jane Foster fit into all that? Exactly. Yeah. She's way on the outside while everybody else is on the inside. But, but you know, what it does is it gives him a connection. That's mm-hmm. what I think he's missing. You know, when you're talking about that right now, yeah. it just dawned on me. You know, it's, he's missing 
the the connection with someone to fight for. Right, right, right. right. It was before, okay, he fought for Asgard, and then like you say, then it got destroyed, right? Yep. Thanos took care of that. Yep. So right now it's just, yeah, well, I'm with him just kind of floating around, and he does need something to fight for, right, at least. Yep. So I think having her, at least not having her yep. somewhere in the periphery, even if she's not really a big part of that, maybe yep. that was what was lacking in, for his character yep. in some of those. Yeah, I because think so. You know, how many times, okay, you're fighting with your buds, but then, yeah, it does mm-hmm. get kind of old after a while. It right? does. Uh, now, I will say this. If you're one of those types of people who, regardless of your MCU fandom or not, if you like a, f- a film that's just fun to go watch, you know, you don't have any expectations of it, you just want to go watch a fun movie, then go watch it. It's not entirely disappointing. Okay. I think I, I felt it was a letdown because, again, I'm such a huge MCU fan, and uh, I probably had maybe... High, higher expectations for it, given what mm. why, what Taika Waititi did with Thor Ragnarok. But if you like a movie where you can, where it's fun, not entirely disappointing, then go see it. You know, absolutely. But I mean, it's not like any of the previous MCU films where it's like you stand in line, you expect to, you, you wait in line for hours to get a ticket to see this awesome movie that you heard is awesome. You go in and boom, you're not let down. We were not let down by Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. It was what it was advertised to be. Thor Ragnarok. Was just, I think it was pretty much Taika Waititi's way of just ripping off the cuffs and saying, it felt like Kevin Feige told him, okay, do whatever you want. Have fun. Mm, Have okay. fun. So it's, okay. a, it's a fun movie. It's not a great movie. Okay. So five out of 10 for me. Well, you know, this could be, okay, five out of 10. You know, this yeah. could, this could be uh, uh, kind of what we talked about in an earlier podcast um, that, you know, it's just MCU's losing steam. I think so. Yeah, you know? it, it feels like it. And it, that's another reason why I think this Phase 4 project is such a hard sell is because we're just, A, we're, we're plumb getting tired of MCU content uh, to an extent because if it's not coming out in the theater every year, it's now coming out on Netflix or Disney+. Plus. Actually, it's not yeah. coming out on Disney+, Plus because they now have the rights for all the MCU yes. stuff. And also, I think number two, because what made the first three phases of the MCU so awesome was that we all wanted to see the movies featuring Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man. We got those. Which, well, but they were all, and, and they were all for a greater story. You know, yes. they all fit into a greater story. Yes. I mean, you could watch those, which is what we did with our daughter. I mean, we mm-hmm. sat there and we watched every movie in order, right? And I did that with my and daughter, then, too. And yeah. yeah, and it, and, it, yeah. and plus, too, being able to see it, I mean, with, with less time passing, because these movies right. would come out, sometimes it would take a while. Yeah. You know, you get to see all the connections, and it really yep. fit well. I mean, the puzzle was just, everything just fit so well, Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But now that that story's been told, and you've got kind of these, these characters left over, like like Thor, mm-hmm. where are they going? What are they doing? Yeah, and then also they're now telling stories about characters in Mar- in the Marvel Universe that a- even a lot of diehard fans don't necessarily know a lot about, like Moon Knight, for example. Mm. I never read any of, the Moonlight com- any of the Moon Knight comics. I tried giving that series a work, and it didn't r- rub over real well. You didn't like that series? No, not really. I mean, we can probably talk about that another time. Okay, we will, yeah. But, but um, so, like, now that we're getting into stories being told about characters that a lot of fans don't know a lot about, that yes. makes it another hard sell as well. Yeah. Because part of that anticipation is kind of knowing these characters. You grew up loving them, reading about them, and you knew what their uh, what their strengths and what their weaknesses were. But now we're, again, and, but this is all part of Marvel's plan, is that they want to tell the whole gamut of stories everywhere, not just from the popular well, they, characters, but from the from the least popular characters. Yeah, too. I mean, they, they, they bought the, the property, so they want oh, to yeah. use it and get their, I mean, Disney wants to use it and get their money out of, of, of right. it for sure, right? Yep. 
Yep. So, which that makes sense. And, and I think a lot of these stories, I don't mind them telling the extra characters, but I think a lot of them work well with, uh, um, uh, the Disney plus streaming service. In other words, they're not necessarily yeah. for the big screen. Loki was great. I like Loki, <laughs> yeah. you know, and there are series like that. Even Moon Knight. I'll say that I like Moon Knight. I didn't know anything hmm. about the character itself. Okay. So. Yeah. We're kind of watching that Miss Marvel right now. We talked oh, about yeah, it yeah, before, yeah. my daughter. But, you know, she's into it, and and uh, I don't know anything about this character. But it's good for, for what it is on Disney+. Plus. I don't yeah. know if I'd go see that in a theater. I don't know if I'd pay to go see a Miss Marvel movie. Right, right. Um, well, so. and in Thor Love and Thunder, for those of you who love Guardians of the Galaxy, I will say that the Guardians of the Galaxy do make a cameo appearance in this film. Yeah. It's not a big one, but they're in it. So, which um, they have another movie coming out, right? They do. They have a third one coming out. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, um, uh, I'm kind of worried about that. You know, after I know. this Thor, I'm like, uh, uh, maybe they're, you know, yeah, I know, maybe I'm, they're kind of played out too. I hope not. Yeah, and to be honest with you, their cameo appearance in this film was a like, like, I, I mean, it wasn't per- needed. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was needed from the standpoint that when we last saw Thor at the end of Avengers Endgame. He went off into space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he has to be somewhere. And so from that standpoint, you have to include them in the next Picking Thor standalone up where they film. left off yeah. type of thing or where he yeah. left off. Yeah, exactly. But in, in the end, it was just uh, like their cameo was just... And Chris Pratt, Peter Quill was just kind of like, oh, hey, you're going to find love eventually. You know, It's not like, <laughs> hey, man, be a badass. You'll find love eventually. Yeah, not suck like it, it was, up. Yeah, suck yeah. it up, buttercup. So. Yeah. Yeah, much different. Much okay. different. Okay, so okay, so as far as uh, you're saying that action was good in it, music was good. Yeah, good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. If you soundtrack, like Guns N' Roses, yeah. Uh, plot very weak. Very weak plot. Again, yeah. the story the story was just all over the place. And um, I love Christian Bale as an actor. I think he's very diverse in everything that he does. But I did not like him in the role of Gore the God Butcher. Okay. So I'll take him as the Dark Knight. What, what about uh, uh, female Thor? Uh, what's her face? What did you like her? Jane Foster. Yeah, Jane Foster. I I, now I did like Jane Foster character. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not only did she buff up a la Linda Hamilton in this one, (laughs) but really she did. I mean, her biceps were bigger than mine for crying out loud. But, um, you know, I thought I, I won't say how they bring her character to a close in this film, but it, it comes to a close. That's not only that not only brings to an end that particular relationship between Thor and Jane, but that also absolves Natalie Portman of having to commit to any more MCU mm. projects. I think she learned her lesson with the Star Wars prequels that uh, she doesn't want to tie herself one down and done. anymore. For, two, right, one two and, and done. done. Right, two and done. That's right. <laughs> so, But I, I did like the gotcha. female Thor because... Um, you know, she was her portrayal was pretty accurate in terms of what the character was like in the comic books. So, um, yeah, yeah, thumbs up to that. But otherwise, yeah, again, five out of ten. Okay, all right. Anything else you want to say on that? Or are we are we good to move on? Uh, I'm just gonna use a lot more caution when Thor when Thor five comes out. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say about five. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's but crazy. but we we can we can. I tell you on. what, if if they can find a way to put Iron Man back in it. You know, it'll probably go through the roof, right? Oh, uh, how much money they're gonna have to pay Bob Downey <laughs> to come back to that role? We'll see. We'll see. To be to, to be determined. TBD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Uh, you were telling me yeah. Emmy Emmy nominations. Yes, happen. Uh, yeah, 2022 Emmy nominations were actually announced last weekend, but recently they've been gaining a lot of traction in the news. Okay, not for who got nominated, but for who didn't get nominated. Mm. Now, obviously, we're in this era now of online streaming entertainment where a lot of these shows that are produced on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV are now starting to get the nods. 
And uh, I guess the one show, Eric, that's really getting the big stink nose from everybody around is Yellowstone. Why? I wonder why. I, I don't know. It got snubbed. Yeah. It's not in any cat any of the relevant categories like best picture, best director, best actor. And if you've ever seen and Yellowstone, even best photography, I mean, best that... cinematography. The cinematography is <laughs> excellent. I never knew Kevin Costner could do flat out wicked until I saw John Dutton. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, well, this guy. That's is not true. What did he? What was that movie he played? Mr. Roberts? Was it Mr. Roberts? Where no, he... that's the comedy. With uh, Henry Fonda, you're thinking of no, no, no. Comedy. There, there was there was one where Kevin Costner played the serial killer. Oh yeah, Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, yeah, Mr. Brooks. yeah. yeah he yeah, played yeah, it with yeah, that yeah. with the comedian Dane Cook was in it. That's right. Oh, that's why now, I remember that, it. That was I when I saw that movie. I know we're getting <laughs> off topic, but when I right. saw that movie, I was like, yes, Kevin Costner's got to do more of this. Yeah. But anyway, but um, so, so yeah, yes. I, I pulled up a list here on yeah, go ahead on VarietyMagazine.com, and so as you can see, we're looking through, scrolling through here, like the prime categories that always get the most consideration. For example, Better Call Saul. Oh, you're talking about Best Drama Series, Best right? Drama Series, yeah. yeah. Looking here at Best Drama Series, Better Call Saul got nominated. Totally okay. agree with that. Haven't um, seen it yet. Oh, God, great. It's getting better as it ends, let me just tell mm. you that. Euphoria. Now, do you have to, sorry, but do you have yeah. to watch Do you have to watch uh, Breaking Bad to kind of get Better Call Saul, the characters? They. I will say yes to an extent. They are okay. starting to make more Breaking Bad connections. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Because I haven't, I haven't even seen Breaking Bad. I know I'm like the only person left. We're, okay, the... we're going to have to talk off <laughs> mic about that. I'm going to have to, okay. All right, okay, Anyway, sorry. so c- continuing on topic. Euphoria. Well, I see Euphoria from HBO. Ozark, Netflix yes, is on there. Ozark show. is a great show. Severance, I haven't heard I that. That's Apple TV. I heard that's a great one. So have I. Squid Game. Now, I, okay, God darn it. I thought Squid Game was nominated and won last year. Why is it on there again? I don't know. I could be wrong. That is weird, yeah. Right. So Stranger Things. Oh, you know what? I think a Squid Game won a bevy of Golden Globes and oh, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Maybe that's why. Stranger Things obviously uh, yeah, is on there. Yeah, Stranger Things. Succession is on there. Hmm, no, Yellow Jackets know. is on there, but where is Yellowstone? Nowhere yeah. to be found. For comedy series, they have Abbott Elementary, uh, Barry. On HBO's on there. Cur- I hear that's a great one too. I, I do too. Yeah, I haven't yeah. started it yet. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm is on there. Hacks is on there. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I've seen before on Amazon Prime, is actually a, a very, very well written. You show. know, we started we started watching that and mm-hmm. we just didn't couldn't didn't, stick with it. Well, it's not that we couldn't stick with it. It's just like we'll get to that. There's an article I want to talk about after okay, this that we'll, we'll get to. But anyway, so anyway, we finish off there with only murders now, in the building. What we do? Oh wait, where are you at right now? Sorry, oh, I'm on comedy, comedy series. series. Oh yeah, yeah. what uh, you said? Oh, only murders in the building. That yep. was a great. That was a great. Okay. Sh- and they're doing the the next season, right? So the next season's yeah. out right now. And so then you have Ted Lasso, obviously. Ted Lasso here is also good. I haven't so started I. it. And then what we do in the shadows? That one surprised me. Now hmm. I've I've watched that in the past. I guess it's still going on. Yeah, that's a that is a, now that's another. Uh, what was <laughs> I can never say that guy's name. Taiki, what's his name? The Ta- director, Taika Waititi. Taika, Taika Waikiti. Ta- yeah, he's from. Uh, I think he is from. Uh, he's from the uh, uh, the South Pacific. So his name is pronounced Taika Waititi. So that's oh, how, gotcha. That's okay. How he pronounces oh, it. you're yeah. good, man. I can't. I, I, I always try. his name always trips me <laughs> up. But right? he did direct some of those. What we do in the shadows, the earlier ones, and I've watched okay. it. I kind of fell okay. off with the series just because there's so much yeah. to watch. But that is a good series. I yeah. love that series. And so then as we scroll down to lead actor in a drama series, I see we have Jason Bateman from Ozark, Justified there. Yes, Great. yes. Brian Cox. Love Brian Cox. I love him. Yeah, I love him as an actor. I, yeah. don't, know, I don't know about the series, but yeah. Succession is in there. Also, uh, Lee Jung Jai from Squid Game is yep. in there, if I pronounce that correctly. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Adam Scott, Severance, and Jeremy Strong round out the lead actor in a drama okay. series. And then for lead actress in a drama series, we have Jodie Comer from Killing Eve, Laura Linney from Ozark, yeah. Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets, Sandra Oh from Killing Five, 
Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show, Zendaya from Euphoria. You were telling me about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, and then lead actor in a comedy series, Donald Glover from Atlanta. We have Bill Hader mm, from Barry. I got to watch that. And Nicholas Holt in a show called The Great. I haven't heard of that one personally. No, huh? Uh, here we go. Longtime pals, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that murders is in the awesome. building. Only yeah. Murders in the building. They, they did a great job. That show, if you guys, yeah, that that's a definitely recommend. Okay. And then Jason Sudeikis, obviously, for Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah. And then lead actress in a comedy series, we have Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Kinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Cuoco, you remember her. That's, that's, she, that, that's yep. a good, we saw that, we've the seen that attendant. series, The Flight Attendant. Have you uh, watched that? Have not seen it yet. Yeah. That's she, the one that's on HBO Max, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, good, I have HBO Max. I'll yeah, have to yeah. make it a point to watch that. Uh, Elle Fanning from The Great is in there, Isa Ray, Insecure, Gene Smart, Hacks. And then, I mean, we can go through the whole list, but basically, that's just, probably yeah. That's I'd say that's that's the main right. There. Yeah. But basically, Eric, I'm trying. Oh, to they do out. have Colin Firth for uh, uh, the stair. Uh, what was that? Remember, we were talking staircase. about that, the staircase. Yeah, Colin yeah, Firth. Yeah. yeah, lead actor in a limited series. Okay, they okay. do have him. I know they they also uh, they also uh, nominated Tony Collette for that. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about that earlier. That's a, right, that's an interesting right. show. Yeah, very good show. I I, I just got to tell you though, I where, where's Yellowstone? Why was Yellowstone not nominated? Maybe people thought they they were hitting yellow jackets and they thought it was Yellowstone and they just didn't read the jacket part. Like you know when you just kind of you know when you're doing a test and like yeah, true and false, right, but you don't read right. the whole question. Have you ever done that? Yes. You know, and it's like and you go yes. through and you mark something true, but it's false because you did. Didn't read like yes. I, I do that all the time where I didn't read it like specifically read it I know what it is it's voter fraud <laughs> let's recall the election it's Russia's fault blame Russia it's, Eric it's Putin Putin does not like yellow uh, Yellowstone that's it's, why it's, he uh, it's, fault, uh, what would we messed around that? with the, it. The, the Putin uh, what, what fake would be news a- fake news <laughs> you're fake news you're fake news it's all about Putin fake movie news you, you know what's interesting about the um, Anything you want to say to these nominations before we kind of move on? But. Yeah, so just so just to let you guys know, I'm not deadpanning any of these nominees, okay? A lot of these shows and actors and actresses are definitely worthy. Like Ozark, if you haven't seen Ozark, gosh, go see it. I would put it on the same mm-hmm. level as Narcos. Yeah. You remember that show, Narcos? I never watched it, but I heard oh, it was great. Oh, man, Narcos was great. It's basically, yeah. uh, in fact, Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, yeah. plays a young Pablo Escobar in Narcos. O- Ozark is kind of like... Narcos along the same subject, sort of, but like Ozark is worthy of being on there. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is worthy of being on there. But I mean, you know, Eric, it's interesting because all of the shows that are nominated on here now, yeah. all online streaming providers, yep. Hulu, HBO Max, Apple Plus, now, FX is still considered a cable TV channel, so that doesn't really count. N- it, nothing from even the big uh, networks. Huh? Nothing from the big, well, ABC has Apple oh, Elementary. One? Abbott, oh, Abbott Elementary, Elementary. comedy I don't, I don't, series. Oh, that's the one. Okay, I don't but know that one. This is how far we've come in the world of uh, popular entertainment. We're yeah. just about everything on this list nominated is on a popular streaming digital platform. Yeah. Well, you know that's that's interesting because uh, um, you had uh, uh, told me about an article, and I actually looked it up. Yeah. About this. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this article is called. Uh, it's from Wired. Yeah. And uh, it's called uh, the Emmy. Nominations prove no one knows mm. how to watch TV anymore. Uh, by Angela ah. Watercutter. Mm. Now, we, now I read this. I read this too, and you've read this article, right? So yep. Yep. Uh, we're both familiar with it. Yep. And and basically, the the the, the main uh, idea of this article is just that you know because streaming services stuff is out there. There's so much stuff always coming out. There's no there's no seasons anymore. Right. And right. that people that even people that nominate these shows. They really don't have time. Like in this article, it's kind of argued. They really don't have time probably to even watch one episode of a lot of these shows. So there's a lot of things that get missed 
just because they don't have time to do it. So they just, mm-hmm. they don't nominate them, you know, because they, they're not familiar with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought that was very interesting because that's so true. You know, uh, TV watching uh, has has really changed in the last few years with all these streaming services, with cable, starting with cable, yeah. having all these cable channels, and now with streaming services. They don't have seasons anymore. You know, we would do that, right? We would, yep. uh, uh, between the, uh, uh, after Christmas, you know, the winter and, and into the spring, you know, you had one season. Then in the summer, it was always a hiatus and reruns. Yep. You come back in the fall and you would mm-hmm. watch the next season up to the holidays. You yep. Know? Yep. Um, so you could kind of everybody kind of knew what was what was going on, you know, and, yeah. and we're yeah. familiar with the shows now. Yeah. Like like they were talking about in this article, stuff's dropping in the spring and the summer. It's great that you have all these shows to watch. Yeah. But it's funny when we were just talking right now, and I was telling you, oh, I haven't got to that one. I haven't got to that one. It's because of that. It's, it's just it, this article was so true because it's like there's all these great shows. I like even Breaking Bad. You know, I just have never got to watch because I know Breaking Bad is like what, like nine seasons or something. No, no. How many seasons? Five. Five seasons. is that it? Five seasons. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was longer for some no, reason. That's all but, right. But anyway, the point being is that you know, even shows like that, it's like I know I'm gonna have to watch the whole season, so I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for a chunk of time where I can really get into it. But right. then other stuff comes in, and then there's a lot of shows on top of that. There's a lot of shows that I'll start to watch, and then I just I'll get to another show, and I haven't finished. Like Ozark's a good example. Like I've yeah. watched, I've watched all, I watched all the way up to I think the last season. I think I'm on the last season, and I just haven't finished it because I got to watch other shows, other things going on, you right. know. Right. So I never quite finish even the ones that are out there that I like. Right, just right. get sidetracked real easy. Yeah. So there's a, those are. Uh, those are two points that are just so true from this article. Yeah, I think what what the streaming has done, all of the available options that are out there, not just with the platforms themselves, i.e. Hulu and Netflix and Prime and Apple TV, is that they have taken niche broadcasting and they have accelerated it to warp nine. For those of you who don't know mm. what the term niche means, in media it means that you are segmenting or you are making specific content for a certain group of people, whether that's a certain age group, a certain demo- yeah. social demographic, you're creating well, content like, that appeals to a certain type like of... Like law and order. Exactly. Right? Like, like there, there's, a, there's an audience yes. for law and order, right? Yes. Usually it's an older audience. I think I'm almost there or I'm in the... <laughs> hey, I still watch law and order. What are you implying? <laughs> but but that thing ran forever because it, there was, it had a niche audience. It has... A, yeah. yeah. And so, so that's what, a good example. Yeah. So what these, what these platforms have done is they have really exploded on all this niche broadcasting. Because mm-hmm. Eric, I'm exactly like you. Like when I'm, when I, just the other day when I was at home, I was just perusing through when I had some free time on my hands. I got home from work. I just had to find something to watch for a few minutes to unwind. I was perusing through Netflix and I was looking at all this stuff that I haven't yet watched that I've wanted to watch. And there's just okay. a lot of options there. And I, I was just saying to myself, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. So I started watching Big Trouble in Little China on Hulu. <laughs> so I jumped over and watched oh Big Trouble God. in Little China. That's right, That's a baby. classic. It's a classic. It's a classic bad movie. We should, but we should cur- do a review of that one day. We, we will. Do, but we anyway, will. But right. anyway, the point is, is that I even feel at times as, an, as a TV entertainment fan, I feel overwhelmed by all the content that's out there. Yeah. And there's just not enough time in the day when you have to work and raise a family to watch everything that you want to watch. And then by the time you get around to watch it, it's either being taken down or a new season's up and you're already one season behind. Well, and, and yeah, and, and that's where the binge comes in, right? Cause then you want to binge it. And then next thing you know, I'm, oh, I'm up way yes. too late and then I, I can't get it. I'm like too tired. That's what I did with breaking bad. <laughs> but here, the same thing, like what you're talking about too. I do find myself, I'll be flipping through the channel, looking for something to watch. And I forgot that I was like watching these other two series. Right. Right. You know, I've totally forgot about them. Right. And then I'm looking for something. I can't find anything. So the, yeah, you 
end up at some movie that I've already seen a hundred times, you know, some old movie. It's like, oh, it's a classic. I'll watch it. But then it's yeah. like I could have been that time could have been watching, you know, the new season of something to catch up. You know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That exactly. I liked, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy. It, it is. Yeah. And that that article, I think, really just hits the nail on the head as to what viewer preferences are like nowadays. What this is really about. The studio's giving the fans what they want because as long as we keep tuning in, as long as we keep watching all these different varieties of programs, mm. it's going to make these platforms money. And as yeah, long as it course. continues to rake in the bucks for them, they're going to continue to satisfy and ingratiate our needs. Hey, I mean, we're we're a culture that thrives on entertainment. We need it, so why not, you know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, let me ask you this question yeah, before yeah. we go then because um, yeah. we are uh, kind of up against the time here. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, now, with that article yeah. and with the Emmy nominations that came out and everything, do yeah. you think that maybe these award shows are kind of obsolete now? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. These award shows are getting more obsolete by the day, yeah. uh, especially the Oscars. Sands uh, a Will Smith smack slap on Chris Rock. These award shows are getting obsolete. Mm. I mean, every, every year they... Um, they are broadcast on on network television now, what is still considered network television, whether it's CBS or ABC or NBC. The ratings just continue to fall year after year after year after year because you know what, Eric? We don't care about the award shows anymore. True. We don't care who wins Best Actor or Best Actress or Best Drama or Best uh, Comedy Series. We just like watching them because we enjoy watching them. Well, and, and, and to that point, too, I think exactly what you're saying, it's, 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 the pool is too diluted. I mean, it there's is. just there's too much going on in, yep. in there with the shows. So it's like, you're, like yep. just with the article, going back to the article, you know what mm-hmm. they're saying. Nobody knows how to watch it. Movies mm-hmm. or TV, there's too much going on. Yeah. I think, you know, with, with everybody being locked down uh, and had that time, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, the streaming services just went crazy and they had to figure, oh, we got to throw everything out there. But, but really by just releasing everything too much, I, I think they're, they're giving people, um, uh, it just gets too confusing. Nobody knows when the award show comes up. Like, you know, some of the shows you read off, I have no idea what they, who they are, what they are. Well, and, and same thing with me. When I was looking at a lot of those uh, nominees in each category, like, I've never seen Succession. Yeah. I've heard good things about it, but I've never seen it. I can't watch Ted Lasso because I don't have Apple TV. Mm. I already have, like, five or six different subscriptions with other streaming services. I'm not going to pay for a seventh true, one. True, true. That's another good that, point, yeah. Money, money, money. Yeah, I got a budget I have to stick to here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just like you, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of content I haven't seen because it's on a different platform by a different provider. You know, it's going to be funny if this thing goes full circle and they just mm-hmm. basically get back to a cable package. Like in the old days, right, all I know, the streaming right? service, you pay for one one price for all the streaming. That's what they were trying to get away from, yeah, right? right. But now yeah. it's like, it's just too much. Like you're saying, there's too many services. You can't pay for them all. And so. then the next thing you know, we'll go back to uh, all television programming ending officially at midnight with the national <laughs> anthem and then the... <laughs> That'd probably be better for us to get some rest. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, guys. Um... I hear the music coming in, so we Uh-oh, are, time to go. We are done. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. Like we said, give us a review and uh, like and uh, share the program. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.